Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey's in the studio. We're in studio again. Shit, it is good to be here as always. Today, mate, we're going to dive into a couple of things that we've been up to later because we're not all boring, just look at finance stuff. Every now and then we get out, we go to the movies, uh, we might go into the public. Yeah. Go out for a meal. Go see people in see real people, life. Talk to people. Yeah. Go to so. some, sort of, some sort of event. <laughs> it's been... Um, it's been good, mate. I think you know we've been known to do a bit of J Lo, a bit of Elvis. Yes, you know oh, the people know. The perfect. people know. Yeah, I've been listening to the Elvis still. Uh, but for me, mate, I'll, I'll touch on what I went and did, and then you'll be able to tell us what you went and did. Mm. Now, I went to look. I went to the Valerie Adams movie, and I went with my mum, and I cried. <laughs> if you think I'm weak, why are you laughing? I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think I'm weak. You can get fucked uh, because men cry, especially when they're at the movies with their mum. Now yes. I had had some issues with my eyes. It was quite like, every time I go up, but a dust. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I think the the place we were in was a little bit dusty, and it's an older cinema. It was in Matakana of all places. But interestingly, this boomer, his phone rings ten minutes in. Yeah, are you there? I'm like, what the fuck, mate? Like, have you been to a movie before? Put that thing away. And Where's he's the just, etiquette? He's just yarning on it. And then Doris, a couple rows down, her phone rung halfway oh, through. Oh, no. It's just how it rolls up there, eh? Yeah, anything goes. But I went to saw uh, Valerie Adams, the movie, with Mum. She was really keen to see it. And I really, uh, I don't know heaps about her, so it was really cool. Hmm. But again, like one of those stories where it takes you through where they come from, the goals they had like the kind of inner chip on the shoulder that they had that helped them get that advantage. Love that. Oh, it just has all of the things that we often speak about in these podcasts. And I left there and I messaged uh, my partner. She said, oh, what do you think of it? And I was like, I fucking love athletes. And I was like way too fired up. And yeah. she's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, maybe I'm an athlete caught in a geek's body. So yeah. like I kind of want to be. <laughs> That's like, so good. Get to live the life that they live. But I suck at sports. So I can't really do it. Um <laughs> But I think the, like, it wasn't really sad. I just find those people massively inspiring and they've got cool stories. And it's just, because I hate the tall poppy thing, I really love seeing people win. And I reckon, like, I've had to develop this because I had elements of not wanting other people to succeed and stuff because I'm just like, oh, you know, just wired like that in New Zealand, I think, a little bit. Then when I started to learn, like, what is the point of that? Now when I see someone so dedicated and keen on achieving their goals and being willing to speak them out, I'm like, fuck, what a role model. Like, how cool is that? And she's just had, like, challenges and stuff. And so I won't ruin it for people if you do want to go and see it. I don't think it's in the movies anymore. She is a legend. Yeah. Like, unreal. Proper New Zealand legend. Probably, I feel like everyone knows who she is and stuff, but probably one of the top. Kiwis, eh? Yeah. Yeah. A dame I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have as much recognition as she maybe deserves. Kiwis don't really give it. Like you see Israel Adesanya complaining about Kiwi, you know, mentality and stuff like that all the time. But yeah, she's a proper... I don't think we know how to, eh? Which was like... Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people aspire to do those things that really successful people do. So then they're like, oh, yeah, cool, good for you. But like, mm. can't have been that hard, was it? But then you watch someone's story of like what it took and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. 
Like, how did she keep her body yeah, fit? Yeah, I think just... we kind of do appreciate it because we love it when, like, the All Blacks win a World Cup mm. and we all get together and go drink piss in the viaduct and celebrate and, like, we know that it's, the like, a good thing for that to happen. Yeah. Um, but the... it is weird how we sort of don't, I guess, support all the rest of the Kiwis that go and do cool shit. There's some definite gene stuff going on in that Adams family, though. Oh, mate. Fuck, they are weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really cool story in there, too, where um, she was tall and a unit at school. Yeah. And so she stood out, and so she got bullied. And then she's best friends with a little uh, ginger girl who got bullied, same thing. And they had this commonality of, like, we, we both stand out, we don't fit in, and we get picked on. But then they've got this amazing friendship and then Valerie's like used that to, she, she's not like, oh, you know, and I'm like depressed about it and I'm like, really, yeah. she's just like, oh, you know, so I never really fit in. So I was always like going to be exceptional and I'm like, fuck, how can we teach more people? Bullying's an interesting okay one, eh? Like, I don't agree with bullying, but there's definitely a certain level of bullying. I'm going to fucking really piss some people off here. Uh-oh. Because I had a little bit of it when I was young. And after like three years or so, I just beat the shit out of the kid. But you, but you end up, um, if it's not really, really bad bullying for a really, really long time and you come out of it okay, you end up with a chip on your shoulder and able to, and you know that you can beat it and, it had, and you got past it, which is kind of like fighting tall poppy. Because mm. people would have told Valerie that she wouldn't, wouldn't make it as well. Oh, there yeah. would have been something along the lines that she wouldn't have been able to fucking you know, buff it as far as she needed to or whatever. Yeah. And she would have just had belief because, and it can come from those chips on your shoulder, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. There was the bit that I would love to know more about was the financial side of it because I've always been interested in how an, uh, an athlete that's at that level of their game, like how they, how it gets funded and if they can survive. <clears throat> and, you know, she, um, she's got children and a husband and it's separated from a husband and uh, has another one now and, there was one mention of like, oh, she got this sponsorship which allowed, which gave her the the knowing that she'll be able to put food on the table. And I thought, mm. like, a lot of people wouldn't think about that. They just look at an athlete and go, they must be killing it. Like, they mm. must, you know, they got it easy. They got, you know, all these sponsors and they got a free car or whatever. Mm. But I don't think as many of them will be doing as well um, until they really kind of crack it. And it's hard in New Zealand, man. I think it's something that's always been talked about, you know, like, it's not like the States where, you know, Michael Phelps is coming up, winning every junior league, and they're like, right, you're funded all the way. And then when you crack it, here's 500 mil or whatever. Like, it just doesn't happen in New Zealand, I don't think. Yeah, like, you don't have the size. Even, I mean, I said, like, Izzy before, Israel Adesanya, I'd love to talk to him about it. He probably wouldn't tell you, but it looks like his story is full of years of oh, hard yeah. work with not much income, you know? Hey, I got and an then idea. it looks like an overnight success. Should we try get him on a pod? Yes. And if he like costs, who cares? Who's Pat? And should we do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's get Izzy on. Because I got a client who does some training with him. So mean. Let's set it as the goal. Okay, and we can find out the actual answers. I'm just making some notes here, team. Um, yep, cool. We'll get to that. Izzy, after. if you're listening, <laughs> oh yeah, hit me up, boy. Yeah, <laughs> let's roll. Let us know what the fee is. <laughs> and um, Valerie Adams, if you want to jump on too, that's oh, all good. That was what I was thinking. I was like, maybe we should start interviewing these people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some really, really cool uh, pieces in there. Really inspiring. I love, like, I don't, you know, people go and watch sci-fi movies or the latest 
you know, The Rock's got one. And I'm like, I love The Rock, but I'm like, do I really need to go and watch that? It doesn't, it's not dragging me into, but when there's a story about someone that's inspirational, mm. oh, I love that shit. I even watched again for about the, I don't know how, if I want to admit how many times I've watched this, the like Conor McGregor story on Netflix uh, again on the it's weekend. It's so cool, eh? Oh, you just need more of that in your life. Yeah. 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 I mean, and who cares what you think? Some people hate these people, but, um, and you they can probably if you hate want. You. But, <laughs> but it's pretty impressive what they create. Yeah, what I do like about and they it is, achieve. yeah, what if they're like they're willing to speak it out? So that's why Izzy's the man. Yeah, and like Valerie, she was talking about she was watching when her mum passed away in the hospital with her. She was watching the Olympics on TV, and she was like, "That would be really cool to go to. I want to do that." You know, like bang, seed planted, and then look at what yeah. she's done, and then she's an ambassador in the community now, just encouraging you know, younger girls as well to that it's okay to be strong and like all these just different things that they'll be taking from her being a role model. Mm. And sometimes it just goes back to seeds that were planted and also like the coaches and people that were, she didn't even have shoes when she first started and someone, one of her coaches had to go and buy her shoes. It was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. We should probably take it a bit more seriously. Because they were brought up in Rotorua, eh? Mangari, I think, but somewhere before that. Yeah, you might be right. I obviously didn't take. I was probably crying at that stage. But yeah, I very dusty again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was me, mate. I went and saw Valerie Adams. Yeah, and, cool. Uh, enjoyed it. Weapon of a lady, eh? Yeah. Well, I went and saw Jordan Peterson. That's disgusting. Yeah, apparently that right wing activist. Yeah, what so, in New Zealand? Yeah, how'd they let him in? Yeah, I know. It was pretty interesting, eh? Because I didn't really. As people know, I don't really watch the news and I actually don't do too much social media. Or I'm socializing. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I haven't really watched any of his content for a couple of years, to be honest. Um, and when I started telling people that, I, you know, my partner bought tickets because I sort of liked a few things that he used to talk about back in the day. Um, and then when I started telling people that I was going to Jordan Peterson, holy shit, got hit like a steam train. Oh, he's a all sorts of names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. surprised? Yeah, I was because I didn't know that he was, you know, because I haven't followed him that much or, you know, don't follow social media that much. I didn't know what had happened. Mm. Um, I had a quick look and like you said, when you Google him, it's like far right activists, you know, all of this shit. Um, So I went in and I was like, oh shit, this, I'm still open-minded. Like this might be interesting. I wonder what he's got to say. And um, it was interesting. He's he's an interesting guy. I think the whole thing was about two hours long um, and probably about an hour I didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So like some of it is, he's, I mean, he's a clinical psychologist, right? So what he's trying to do is explain how we think. And some of it gets to the point where I'm like, oh, bro, you could have looped back way earlier than this because you've been going on for 20 minutes with like five steps of this process and you know i'm already i'm I'm crazy i know yeah 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 and i'm like my mind definitely doesn't go as far as yours yeah but but there was a couple of things that i learned about myself which he didn't actually mention but i picked up on it from a few things that he said you know that i get fucked off with authority yep you know but like in singapore i found it a bit weird that you weren't allowed to cross the road by yourself and Mm. Um, I think that like putting too many speed bumps in is stupid and shit like that. You'll be stoked that they're going to decrease the um, speed limit around the country. 
You probably don't even know about that. Oh, nah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, actually, uh, yeah, they're thinking about it in quite, quite a few areas. Yeah, down to 80Ks. Come and catch me, mother... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've triggered him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Excuse me. So, yeah, I found out that I, the reason I don't like these things is I've never been able to articulate it. And he was talking about stuff and how our brain unravels things. And it's because when you... Someone else that isn't you puts a speed bump on the road that you like driving down at 50 kilometers an hour and you have to slow down to 20 it presupposes that you don't know how to drive because you're not capable of obeying the speed limit and you're going to have a crash so what it does is it makes you feel like someone else is telling you that you're not capable of doing it mm. yeah you'd and hate I was that. like i fucking hate that yeah that massively i i see a roundabout and then two months later it's got traffic lights and i'm like you fucking idiots like <laughs> but now i know why i think that because yeah. they're telling me that i'm not capable of using a roundabout correctly yeah and now i know maybe i'll be a bit calmer now oh that's Cause good because it, it unpacks the way that you think and it happens in i mean there's all sorts of things like you hear it like at the moment i i try not to listen to politics but there's lots of talk about racism and stuff and it's like, I don't need to hear about racism because that's implying that I am, even though you know you're not. And it, it feels like you're being told when, it, when that's happening. And that's why people don't like it. Or you start to question yourself. Well, yeah. You're like, noise. what the fuck? It's like, it's like you, you don't understand or you can't figure it out. But that's the reason why. Yeah. Is because you feel like you're being told off for something that you're not capable of doing, even though... It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. So your brain starts thinking that way. Even if even if you, you're quite capable of slowing down for the speed bump or anything, it's because of that other part that presupposes yeah. that you're an idiot. Mate, on the way here, I was sending an audio message to someone that is a homosexual. Mm. And I said, uh, gay people, and I was like, oh, mate, am I allowed to say that word anymore? Like, is that offensive to you? Like, I don't know. And... That is the level of confusion I've got where like I've got clients who are gay, friends that are gay or like homosexual, like whatever the terminology is. But then I was like, oh, I'm now asking him, hey, mate, like, am I allowed to use that word? Hmm. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like not long ago, I just would have been like, oh, mate, gay people are very persistent uh, in the context of the conversation we were having. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I interrupted my whole thing I was saying to be like, mate, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, and, he, and I said because I what have, what I find really hard while we're on this is that I try so hard not to get offended, but then I don't know when I offend other people. So that's the downside of trying not to be offending yourself is that you may offend other people because you don't think something is offensive. You just yeah, I just so kind of related, but I anyway. just end up being offensive. You're good at that. You just so gotta soak it up, mate. You come down the road and you see the speed bump, and you you've gone from being like "fuck it," I'm going to send this thing to eighty and jump this. <laughs> <laughs> to now like Jordan taught me that this could trigger my emotions because yeah. someone is putting a speed bump in my way I will adhere to this and slow down and wave to everybody that is watching me is that what's happening now? no I still oh. think that the person that put the speed bump in is a fucking idiot <laughs> okay but I know why I think that way now that's good so I know why I feel like I'm at the speed bump I'm like why did you fucking idiots do this it's and actually because I don't like being told that I'm an idiot and it's so it's actually really freeing to know why you think things that eh? like to actually unpack yeah man because like, oh, i really struggle to articulate stuff and that's why i i've already accepted the fact 
that one day on this podcast I'm going to get in trouble. Yes. Because I'm going to try and someone's going to try and cancel me or something. Mate, I think it's already happened. <laughs> what do you mean one day? Have you not? I've, I've been yeah, I've actually had a few emails. I've been forwarding you the emails <laughs> and also screenshotting you the please stop saying the F-bomb so much and we were doing so well. We're actually not doing too badly. Yeah. Um, in this but it's, it's mainly because I'm trying to articulate what I'm thinking in my head and I kind of struggle with it mm. a lot of the time. Like I can talk to you about inflation and numbers all day. But other stuff that I think I kind of have an idea about, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was trying to tell you this week about how there's a happiness course that you can do or a well-being course. And you were like, stop telling me. Like, I don't need to know that. You're yeah. like, it can't be there. Like, it's, the it's simple. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the world's a great place. You can work through a course to figure out your well-being. And you're like, no. Like, anyway. I don't like, know, mate. I... There was two things you learned when you went to see Jordan Peterson. What mm. was the second thing? Um, that was pretty much it. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. What was what was um quite funny is and here we go. We'll get cancelled, eh? Oh no! Is, <laughs> there was like I'm a, just a big the lawyer. Again. <laughs> Can hey, we bro. say this? <laughs> there was a big like uh, QR code <clears throat> up on the screen before the show for like the first 10, 15 minutes, and you could scan it, and it would take you to a Q and A page. And that guy um who got real famous and cancelled, Andrew Tate. Yeah, him and Jordan Peterson have like a bit of a beef and you could write your name in and lots of people were saying it's I'm Andrew Tate Wow! and then asking questions and <laughs> that was quite funny yeah but um, did he find that funny? he didn't answer those ones oh yeah um, but lots of lots of questions about World Economic Forum Central Bank Digital Currencies mm. like there's genuine concern out there about that stuff eh? yeah I feel like that's gone from a conversation of 1% of people to like maybe Three, four, five, like a yeah, lot more people. There seems to be a few people that are, and the reason why people don't like it is because it's basically losing your privacy of what you buy with and control. Right? We mm. hate control being taken from us, just like it's people. like that. Because you, if you, it's this exact same scenario. Yeah. And he rounds all of that stuff back to being like, I mean, he talks about it in a pretty extravagant way. It was really hard to disagree with him because he's pretty clever at getting his words out. But it's basically, at the end of the day, it's tyranny mm. and complete control. Um, but he doesn't think it will succeed Yeah, as well. Like, he thinks that central bank digital currencies, the World Economic Forum, all this, you know, stuff that everyone thought was a conspiracy theory that's not, um, he doesn't think it will succeed. He thinks that humans will succeed. Oh, that's nice. Mm. And they'll succeed in putting in more roundabouts to fuck Mikey off as well. Yeah. And taking out more mortgages. So I saw that you went there and I said to you, oh, I bet it's <clears throat> mostly males. Crazy, man. Like, I won't say 50-50 split chicks and dudes, but I reckon a good 60-40, eh? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was because after being told like the week leading up to it that I was like a misogynist fucking idiot for going. Yeah. He, he only has men go to his thing. And I was going with my partner. Yeah. Um, who's a chick. <laughs> and... Um, I was just like, oh, it's just normal. It's just like a whole lot of couples. You were like, single dudes, single worried woman. about going there. You're going to be the only one there. <laughs> yeah, well. The way people are saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, I probably wouldn't go to him again. Yeah. It was pretty cool, but, and some of it was pretty interesting, but it, fuck, I don't know if life needs to be that complicated, eh? Mm. Just push forward and do the right thing. 
I like yeah. going to and paying back people who I've learned something from. And that's like, I saw people saying online, why would you go to that when you can just watch that free online? Mm. Again, like I think, yeah, I used to think like that. Now I sort of realize, oh, actually, like, if, like how do you pay someone back for what they've given to you? And yesterday there's an accountant who well, he helps accounting firms in the UK and he's got two books and I've brought both of them purely because I've like, I've learned from this dude online. I've never met him, but got no idea. I've read his LinkedIn stuff and I'm like, wow, that's given me an idea. And then he's selling a book and I'm like, do I really need this book? I'm like, no, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to pay for it because that's a way that I can pay back the work that they do. Mm. And the same thing I've been to watch. like That's just a principal thing, right? Yeah, that becomes like something that yeah. I've tried to embed. And then you know, I went to Gary V, for instance, mm. and it was all the same shit that I'd heard him say online. And I think everyone going there knew that. Mm. Um, but then they sell you the access. It's quite an interesting business model once you watch those things. Yeah, and Peterson did it as well. Like the first probably like 20 minutes he came out and was selling. Yeah, and I was like watching it. I was like, wonder if I can learn some sales shit off him about how he's doing this. Yeah. But he's basically just leveraging his audience. Like apparently, his son's built an app that helps you write an essay, and his daughter's done something else, and yeah. she was telling us all this. Actually, <clears throat> great sales tactic because he's all about like family cohesion and shit like that. He brought his wife out, and his wife did the first sales pitch. Oh, so leveraged her. Shit. Yeah. Might and she was really she was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. She was very softly spoken and very lovely. His, huh? You hitting on his wife. No, no. Oh. Just how just, cute. Just <laughs> oh, you just mean like, Cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> They've been together for years, haven't they? Yeah, I'd say so. They're yeah. acting like it. But yeah, just um and then she was the one that asked him the questions from the thing. Oh, that's so, a nice, nice touch. So yeah, you're I was gonna just, get Taylor to do your sales meetings now. I wish, mate. I wonder what the cost <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. So Spark Arena sold out maybe 10,000-ish people. 10, 12,000. I said to you, mate, 660's on. You said, who's 660? You had no idea. Because you, 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 know, you don't, you don't <laughs> get out. Even the camera people are laughing. <laughs> um, but 660 were probably selling out Eden Park at the same time. So to have two events at that scale on, you've probably got 60,000 Aucklanders or people mm. uh, from around the country. People flew in for both, like going to events. It's... Regardless of what you think of him or of 660 or whatever, like it's great to have Quick people. math, some inspiration for you as an aspiring speaker. Average 200 bucks ticket. 200 bucks. 12,000 people, 2.04 million. One night, two hours. I've got some work to do. Mm. Yeah. I did just so, clock three grand for one today, mate. He probably would have binned another 40 or 50 grand in VIP access to talk to him in person afterwards. Plus the other sales stuff as well, like there's books that people would have gone on to people buy. People were buying his shirts at the merch store. Shit, wow. This is brave. what interests me. I'm like looking around at all the pricing, how many people are there, yes, the sir. sales pitch at the start and how yeah. he's doing it and using his wife and like... <laughs> no like, one's like, everyone's just like... Psh. It's yeah. so nice that he had his wife there speaking. I barely heard like, like half the thing. I was too focused on like the business model. See, this is what happens. Like I went to the ASB Tennis Classic and I'd heard it's one of the best events you can go to. I'm going to it being like, oh shit, like how have they set this up? Like, and Taz is like, hey, what do you think of the game? I'm like, what game? What? And I'm like, fuck, switch, switch off, man. And actually just like watch the tennis. But I learned so much. I'm like, oh, look at the sponsors they've got. How are they get Maserati? Like, what the hell? And like, oh, who paid for that to get built? And is it temporary? And yeah, mind-blowing. I love going to events like that to then, they get you go. Even like went to the breakers the other night. Mm. I got out twice, mm. man, in the last couple of months. <laughs> and I sat courtside. I sat courtside. Really? You're living yeah. it up, eh? I got shouted a, uh, a mate of mine who's got tickets for his business and he lets his staff rotate through the tickets. He said, would you like to come with us? 
And so, yeah, we didn't see courtside. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Mate messaged me. So we were on telly and was like, mate, those tickets are like 400. Um, Thousand. No. It's the Breakers, mate. Oh. Isn't it the Lakers? <laughs> the Breakers, not the not Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 400 bucks. And, or when, when they come to Christchurch, I think, because that's what he was referencing. But it, I was like, wow, that's the power of a network, right? With this dude's like, do you want to come? Don't know us anything, mate. Like, just basically you've delivered value to me so come along to this mm. and yeah it's always good to do those things but i like how you said before about how even when people are saying oh do you really need to go see that guy all that stuff you're like okay can i remain open-minded i think that's something we talk about all the time but regardless of the people you do like you dislike there's always something to learn from people and i think we've become so fixated on trying to find a reason why we don't like someone the people that i put effort into to go and listen to the most now are the ones that are the most like on each side mm. like peterson has obviously fucking created some carnage in social media world and yeah university world and stuff like that a lot of people hate him i'm like i didn't know this time but i'm like fuck game on um and i'll go and do it on like the other side of that aisle too like i love it eh? yeah learning more about like these why these people are enigmas yeah yeah and just i mean i went to him and i thought it wasn't that bad <laughs> but maybe i'm maybe i but you could know. you could hear something you don't like and you just be like you're not going to like go online and do a big post about it you're just like oh, i didn't really like that part of it or whatever and you just carry on with yeah well i was right. sitting there with taylor my partner and he was just, he just went on and on for like half an hour about how you have to get married and you shouldn't live with someone before you get married yeah and i was like fuck mate you're putting me under the gun here eh? like <laughs> Yeah, been with her for quite, like, quite a long time and we live together you're really fucking me here and you're like oh sales tactics that's why I Taylor do not shouted agree. me this ticket <laughs> exactly <laughs> she probably researched this as part of it yeah so I got massively thrown under the bus but it didn't mean that I went out and protested you know I think yeah. well hey you're about to say something rash I like it nah but oh, I just like yeah. I wouldn't go and protest against the opposite version of him either mm. I just don't give a fuck enough but it, I find it interesting that people to do. listen to both sides about all that kind of stuff really yeah when I've got time yeah yeah really interesting on the weekend I watched a, um, a little mini doco about climate change and people choosing not to have children because mm. of that impact and you know like I try to pick these things where I'm like I don't know much about that so I'm like oh, I'm really interested in how they think and how they come to that conclusion and stuff and I think having that inquisitive mind is so much better than radio there's a reason i'm not going to like this guy or whoever or those people choose not to have kids or whatever and like we're so easy to fall into that like oh, i hate them or that way of thinking instead of being like if this person's got that much attention and can get that many people into a room there has to be a gold nugget in there for me and mm. i think a lot of people with this dude it's been like just start by making your bed i think is something really simple that people hear because it's something you can actually do and take action on rather than this big concept of i now i have to try and figure out my brain or whatever it's like just start getting some wins early in the day mm. and carry on but yeah these types of people they'll always be polarizing right and probably like the same with this content you know i see the number of unsubscribes coming through for money mail and i might like, well, they're either bored they don't like what i'm saying or whatever but like it is what it is listeners are on the way up though mate who gives a fuck <laughs> <laughs> that is true um, I have put on previously a five-hour mega mix on YouTube Premium of this of of us. No, 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 no. Of, of Jordan, old mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like someone's clipped together five hours of him talking. Oh man, 
I went to two hours live. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, my brain, like, I thought he's going to be good for my brain. I think you have to, like, really listen and then and then continue and attach on to the to the the railroad that he's taking you down with yeah. how your brain thinks to really keep on it and like every five minutes i'm like looking around and like trying to count up numbers and stuff about <laughs> sales and you know you lose it and then i jump back in and you know i'm fucking 10 minutes <laughs> mm. to catch up sort of thing so yeah one thing that he said that I can really make sense of now is he's real big on writing and I think he's actually got a writing program where you can that's his that was the pitch his son made the app so it can be global nice and yeah. someone said or oh, how do you become better at speaking you see by become better at writing he talked about this yeah and yeah. I was like ah, oh, okay like my parents were journalists and they're both articulate with their words, thoughtful and dad's a good speaker, MC. It's always like, can you do this at a wedding or can you speak at this and funeral and stuff and um, and, and large scale events and stuff. And I think I've naturally picked up some of that from them. But as I've written more with Keep the Change and even Next Advisory, I've noticed, oh, when I go to do podcasts or even this presentation today, I'm like, had no intention to speak about things but because i've been writing about them i'm mm. like oh i remember the data from that because i wrote about that recently mm. and so then my delivery has become better through actually writing which comes back to researching things to then articulate them and i think that's all they're doing is just basically like honing their craft of getting better at articulating things verbally through starting by writing them actually down to start with mm. yeah he's big on it he said that he, when he was a professor at a university and doing lectures, he'd say, right, you guys need to write this paper. It might be, you know, 100 pages long or some shit, some thesis for something the way that he thinks. And But people, the really smart kids, and he knew that they had it in their head, they couldn't write it. So he had to teach them to write first. Wow. So then it became like a side hustle for him, and now he's turned it into a global operation of yeah. being a clinical psychologist and presenting his ideas and then he's doing the writing thing as well. So, I also think when I've listened to him, some of his stuff, you know, he'll talk about drug use, alcohol use, porn use, like anything that we know probably isn't that good good for us, but we continue to try and do it and do it with a moderation. I think like there's a lot to be said for just listening to some of that and realizing like, oh, okay, I'm no different to other people all around the world. Where I might overindulge in one of those vices or whatever, mm. and then he's trying to teach you make sure you don't go too far down that path because it's dangerous and it'll claim five to 10% of people and you're like, oh shit, that's real. You know, that's real data. And that's someone that works in this space, not just a thing that pops up a doco on the weekend where it's like, hey, you know, we should, are we drinking too much in New Zealand? The binge drinking culture, whatever. It's like, fuck, this is someone watching this play out and you can actually, you know, feel less bad maybe about the things that you may do in your life because you're like, okay, well, this is, this is happening for other people too and a clinical psychologist is talking about it now what can I do about it to improve it if you want to? Yeah. Mm. Good summary. I mean, I'm just happy that I learned about why I don't like speed bumps. Yeah. So. Huge, huge breakthrough. <laughs> and traffic like... lights instead of roundabouts. Put roundabouts yeah. back in. They're such a good invention. I went to interesting couple of things. I um, was going around the corner in the car the other day and there's a, a light. And like this triggers me because it goes green for such a short amount of time. And there's two people go left and go right. And if people are slow at the front, I'm like, I'm going to have to wait another cycle. And I've had an email. I mm. caught you going through a red light, dangerous driver, when I had my number Get plate. Get fucked, <laughs> honestly. 
And then the other day, there's a guy crossing the road and he's walking across the road as the lights are both green. And I'm like, mate, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're, there's still cars going. And then he's, I've got my window down. He's like, speed limit, like yelling at me. I'm like, mate, like, and I'm, my brain is like, should I pull over? And I'm like, whoa, man, calm down. There's an old, old guy yelling at you. It's like, because you're so efficient in your normal life. Yeah, and I'm like chasing. I'm like, I'm not sitting here for another cycle. There's three more minutes gone. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm going to catch the very end of that green and I'm not going to be getting no fine. It fight. pisses you off more because of your efficiency. Like, as an example, knowing that I was coming here today, <clears throat> I was like, okay, here's the address. I have to know whether I can get a park or not. So I went on Google Maps and then went into Street View to make sure there was parking because otherwise I would have had to change my plan and get an Uber. Shit. That's You're how much level. I like to be efficient. Well, well on the way here, I was coming from Takapuna and the traffic was already clogged up and I was like, should I take the bus lane? Should I take the bus lane? <laughs> exactly. Because it said I was going to be here at 4.02 and I was like, I hate being late. <laughs> like, this is so bad. I wanted to be here early and I'm like, oh. I didn't go to the, I didn't, I went past, I didn't go past the point where I'm like, I could still use the bus lane and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should. But anyway, instead I just speed the whole way here. <laughs> so... We've done Valerie Adams, Jordan Peterson, and figured out that we don't like speed bumps and traffic lights. Yes. Perfect. But I think we have to be careful what we then put on other people because the other day, Taz and I were going somewhere. She was driving, and old bloody um, Andy No Awareness is like standing at a four-traffic lane road and presses the thing to cross the road that has literally massive flush medians in the middle and those big concrete like middle-of-the-road things stops four lanes of traffic we counted uh probably like 20 something cars that it stops and he's just like all right goes green he gets across the street and taz is like losing it where's his awareness why couldn't he just cross the street on his own and i'm cracking up being like you've spent way too much time around me. yeah so you have to be careful i think uh to which extremes you go to mikey is the yeah, point but i think uh, so too are there any financial lessons in this pod um, try and become a speaker and sell out a 12,000 stadium for 200 bucks a pop. That could be it. It's $2 million a night. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty grunty, eh? Massive, man. Obviously, he... you got to do a lot of work first to be able to get 10,000 people in a room. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that hate him. Mm. And you have to accept that that's going to be the case. But that's probably part of the cost of $2 million a night. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'd be okay with that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you have to accept that you're not going to be liked by everyone, right? And like, the more you get, build an audience like he does, you've got to figure out how you're going to navigate that. Because yeah, like, yeah, I guess, look, you know, people are paying to go to his event and are still taking the piss out of him. Oh, a question from Andrew Tate or whatever. Mm. Like deliberately trying to trigger him. Mm. So yeah. Uh, from me on the Valerie side, mate, I think it's just cool to see someone chasing their goals and going after them and we should always look for inspiration and people that are doing that and figure out what we can learn from them mm. and actually put them on a pedestal a little bit and now, now i know like when i see valerie adams if i do at some stage which like it's a small country i probably will mm -hmm. i pussied out of talking to sunny williams the other day did i tell you that no oh what a cat oh no I saw him in the gym i was like geez that guy's massive and looks like sunny bill and then about five minutes later i'm like that is sunny bill <laughs> um and i was like i should just tell him that like massively inspirational um for a lot of people and stuff and i was like i ah, just let him train man you know i'm like what a coward and so yeah, and now I'm like with Valerie Adams, I probably wouldn't have said anything to someone like Valerie because I'm like, oh, that's Valerie Adams. But now I'm going to be like, amazing story, so good. And even if I probably see those people that were saying they're not going to have 
children because of global warming and stuff, I'm going to be like, hey, that was really interesting for me. Like, good on you being brave enough to go on TV and tell the whole country that you're not going to have children. And then the story finished with how they were like, oh, by this year, there'll be 2 billion more Kiwi, I mean, not Kiwis, people born in the world too, which kind of contradicted the whole story. But I'll be willing to actually say like, well done, going and putting yourself out there. And mm. I think we need more people doing that stuff so that we can learn from different angles. And we then need to be able to sit back and go, what could I learn from those people rather than why should I not like them and what's the reason for me to hate them? And if you know Izzy, hit us up. Yeah, good. Because we'll get Izzy on. Let's get Izzy on. We'll get Izzy on. <laughs> yeah, that might be an, an hour long. We might have to do no talking. We have to prepare some serious questions for that. I've got some, mate. Oh, you've already got some. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Rightio, yeah. mate. So you've got to see Jordan Peterson. What's next on the event calendar for you? You must have blown your uh, socialising budget. Must be waiting until end of the recession, 2025, before you can go out again. Yeah, mate. She's battening down the hatches. It's just stay at home and save now. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. I'll keep you posted if I go to any other movies. But if you can find that movie, people out there, I suggest you you watch it. It's a, it's a very easy watch. And will give you an appreciation for one of our greatest athletes of all time in this nation. That's been another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Highly driven around finances, <laughs> but mostly maybe improving your life in this side of things. See you on the next one. <laughs>